0: All right, what's up, everyone? This is Simon Cotton and Rance Morris here for another episode of What You Mean. This time, you know, the debate show we always got going, me being the positive one and Rance being the negative one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's exactly what it is, right? <laughs> what's going <laughs> on, bank, man? Bank. Well, that might be a
0: little, I don't know how you feel about Money in the Bank, but the, that might it might be the way this show turns out, because Money in the Bank as a history and a, as part of WWE and the Money in the Bank pay per view is gonna is what we're going to be talking about for the most part. Yeah. Now, uh, as as you already know, I was doing. I'm currently writing some articles about Money in the Bank, and so I so naturally I had to go rewatch a lot of the matches, and I think I did. I think this might just be one of my favorite stipulations or matches as a whole from WWE, because there's rarely just been that many that have been bad in my opinion and. It's all the concept has always been great to me. It's the sure. perfect excuse to get somebody from the mid card to the main event as you can do it as quick as possible you can you could you can take your time with it.
1: Well, let but me ask you this. Have you ever seen a bad ladder match? I don't think we've ever seen a bad ladder match. At worst average. At worst. So uh, I think that's why we tend to love the love the step so much because by nature ladder matches are just Something about him just makes him interesting.
0: I pr- pretty much agree. I'm trying to think of mat ladder matches I've seen. I think one was in TNA, so that doesn't well, count. That'll count. I think it was the first episode of Impact I watched too. It was Je- oh, it was Jeff Hardy or somebody versus a uh, Bully Ray <laughs> with that with that hammer on the ladder or something.
1: Oh we, my God! The, the hammer. We <laughs> have to talk about Aces and
0: Aces on this podcast. Oh, oh man! God. <laughs> Aside from that calamity, no, I don't think I've seen a bad ladder match.
1: We'll leave Impact to Caleb. That's all you. (laughs) That's all you, brother.
0: Uh, Godspeed. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so the history of Money in the Bank, it gets started at WrestleMania 21. It it remains a WrestleMania exclusive match until WrestleMania 26. And later on in that year, 2010, is when the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is launched.
1: Do you Which, think they should have kept it at WrestleMania or do you or do you like them getting their own show? What do you think?
0: This is honestly a coin flip for me because on one hand, I like the exclusivity mm-hmm. of the money in the bank match. Mm-hmm. Cuz like it's something cuz cuz WrestleMania is a show that you think you think WrestleMania you think of like attractions. Like right. oh the Undertaker's going to show up. Oh uh we celebrities
1: this, will be there.
0: So the celebrities gonna be there. We got the we got the money, in the bank ladder match, this awesome spectacle.
1: Yeah, Royal Rumble is yeah, gonna get. The, yeah, I got you.
0: Right, it, it all it all ties in a little bit with shows like that. But on the flip side, aside from maybe two or three shows, I wouldn't even say two or three. I'd say maybe one or two shows. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a Money in the Bank pay per view that I've walked away from just completely dissatisfied. Okay. I guess then one of the more consistent shows, and why many people. We're considering it like another part of the, add on to the Big Four. In fact, I remember writing writing an article that they were they were gonna make that one of the Big Four pay per views because before 2018, they said that the like they they put out some press about the match. I forget what exactly what it said, but they were basically making it one of the Big Four because I remember it was gonna be a dual bearing pay per view. Yes, and like that was the
1: caveat. Like, okay, this is a Big Four, Big Five now. Well, I, I got you one We're better. Position. I got you one better. It it's big five, yeah. I got you one better. The past couple of years, they've added money in the. They've added a, a takeover ahead of it. They've made a weekend of it.
0: Right. So, yeah,
1: they've definitely made it. A, 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 they may have not have said so much, but it's definitely the fifth of the, of the big five now. Yeah.
0: All right. So, what about you? Do you think you should have stayed? Well, actually, I haven't answered the question. <laughs> so let me get through that.
1: Well, you did say both, but yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I, it's still kind of hard to decide, but if I was going to lead towards one, I might just say that I wanted to stay exclusive to WrestleMania. Okay. Now, it, that depend, that could change depending on how this women's ladder match goes.
1: <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> but though, no, you're probably skeptical of, sure.
0: I'm not skeptical of it from the in-ring aspect as much because the first match— I'm gonna be honest. When I watched the first match, there wasn't really a lot going on. When I watched the SmackDown re- rerun of it, basically,
1: you think that was better?
0: It was a little bit better, but it was still like, like they pride themselves on like the how they're just as good as the, as the men. They can put on some great matches. About I was waiting for some of that physicality to kick in, and you I know, just wasn't getting it.
1: But they, but they got they got so many years to catch up. They so, they whereas you know Shelton was running up ladders and stuff. They they <laughs> got to build up to that. You know. I mean,
0: Charlotte definitely impressed me in the first one. She did, like, some type of corkscrew moonsault or something crazy.
1: Charlotte got that def- def- wish when she do that stuff, yeah.
0: Right. But, uh, it was, but, but like I said, it was the physicality I was missing and of course, the finish. Good Lord. A, a man won the first women's running back ladder match.
1: We will, we, as as long as both of us have breath in our bodies, we'll disagree with that to the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> to the end of time. And don't get me wrong i I truly from the bottom of my soul understand the other side i get it i do i understand how that could, could be construed as disrespectful and and as farcical and all that i get it i i really do i just disagree with that thought process because the point of at rest at the end of the day story is is number one in wrestling always should always be number one more than anything else that's what it's always been that's what it's always going to be and the one difference between the men and the women that the women hadn't had until now was that the story always mattered more than anything else. Because the entirety of the of the women's evolution, the divas revolution, which turned to women's revolution, which turned to the women's evolution, whatever nice little catchphrase you want to put behind it. Everything was about first. Well, we had our first main event on Raw and our first main event on a pay-per-view and then our first uh, Hell, in a cell. Hell in a Cell and then our first. Iron Woman match and our first this and our first that and our first that that's cool at the end of the day there's not going to be no more first when are you just going to focus on the story and Ellsworth winning was the, was the story now yes. they didn't double down because I, maybe maybe they really did get shook by the backlash I don't know why they didn't double down on it but nonetheless I was with it because for once it, show, it showed me well man they don't care about anything because they care about the story I'm with that See my
0: thing was, the payoff had to be Ellsworth getting getting whooped on by somebody, and after the second match, it was like okay Becky Lynch is the one he seems to be keep getting in the way of, yeah. So it needs to be her, and they eventually had the match before he left. But my thing is the it was to too out. disjointed. Yeah. It was like it's like it's like the way I felt about the Seth Rollins and Triple H uh, storyline. Okay, you can't sh- you can't shoot the angle in March and then expect me to be satisfied with the payoff in in July when you haven't built the necessary bridges and done the necessary work to get it to that That's point.
1: That's fair. That's very fair. I, I can I can respect that. That's very fair. And <laughs> in, Seth Rollins, in Seth Rollins' situation, is not his fault, he got hurt. You know? Well, actually, no. No, before He's that, because... Yeah, because, yeah, you're right, because he didn't they could yeah. have pro. Because Triple H could... There was literally no
0: reason for him to not show up, and the thing that infuriated... A quick side note before we get back on this. The thing that infuriated me about this was... Seth Roll- it took Seth Rollins a year to realize that Triple H shows up at TakeOver shows. <laughs> uh, you just passed one for Survivor Series. Okay. You were in NXT, man. Okay. The person the person who beat you for the t- title is in NXT. Okay. Two people good beat point. you for NXT and had the title. It took you another t- TakeOver special to realize, wait, I can go get him. Man,
1: That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good That's point. A- I mean, nothing, you ain't said nothing wrong, bro. I I I stand here and agree with you in, in 100% agreement. Agreement.
0: Yeah. Man, that, 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 let's back, yeah. Let's get back. to the money in the bank pay-per-view. So. So um uh, yeah, let's just go off of what you say your favorite mate
1: money in the bank ladder match is. to Take the rain off this one. Okay. So, man, I you're you're much better at this than I am, and I think I've told you this numerous times, but definitely on the show here. You're much better at remembering dates and moments in the time they happen than I am. in like, fact,
0: yeah. Actually, actually, before we even got started, just to see if I could, I wrote down on the list of every Money in the Bank uh, winner since WrestleMania 21, and for that's some reason, I shame. got them all right.
1: Jesus Christ, that's a damn shame. <laughs> like I could probably get you a good amount of them, but I ain't, it's gonna be real disjointed. Like I'm a yeah. Um, but in terms of what. So definitely the match that Robbins won. Uh, what was that? So I'm looking at my list of, of them. So if I if 2014. I spit out. Yes. If I spit out facts, you guys listening. It's not because I remember this. It's because I'm looking at the actual stuff on, online right now. That was probably one of the better ones. But the favorite one to me. And when I say favorite, because they all kind of run together. I mean, the one that I remember the most. And And maybe that's. Maybe that's a bad way to think about it, but I remember this match more than any other one I've seen is the one at WrestleMania 24 that Punk won. I remember everything about that match, damn near everything. And it. it I love every, from Morrison trying to kill people with doing a, a moonsault off the top of the rope with the ladder to um, Sheldon and Carlito, not Carl- Sheldon, but Carlito and Mr. Kennedy, I think, I think it was, so. flipping Sheldon off the top through another um, ladder to MVP supposed to win the match and uh, Matt Hardy coming back, to even the fact that Jeff Hardy was supposed to win the match and he got popped first for a drug test. Everything about that match was, I, I loved. And, you know, Punk won a second, one back-to-back, which led to Punk finally truly getting in the main event after all that. Uh, yeah, I, that's the one I remember the most. That's my probably my favorite.
0: Man, you out here messing up the program. We're supposed to be disagreeing.
1: <laughs> well, see, again... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the joke, the joke about for those of you who know us and and like talk with us, the joke about Simon and I is y'all think we disagree on everything. We agree a lot more than we disagree. That's the actual joke about all of this.
0: It this is ridiculous. Those are literally. I'm still debating right now which one of those I like more. It's tough because because twenty because WrestleMania 24 up until that time there wasn't one that had just the physicality and all the craziness. Like the 20, 21 was good. But it would, but it had some moments that you could have done without. WrestleMania 22 was kind of a step down. 23, I remember Jeff Hardy jumping off the ladder onto Edge. That's yeah. really all yeah. I remember for the most part. But WrestleMania 24, that's the first Money to make Bank ladder match. It was like, damn, I can, you can picture point everything, even MVP getting uh getting run in on by Matt Hardy. Everything that happened about that match. But then I look at the 2014 one. And I j- first of all, it's such a great story with Robert, Seth Ambrose, Rollins and yeah. Dean Ambrose. That's that's what really drives that Money in the Bank ladder match because Dean Ambrose doesn't waste any time. He literally gets in the ring. The first thing he does is throw Seth Rollins out of the ring, start beating on him, throws him out. And then, of course, you got guys like Kofi Kingston in there, who's like a hot, who's an amazing, high-flying, incredible athlete. He literally took pick up the torch from Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. You had Rob Van Dam who was back for during his last run with the with the company, and that was and he was always fantastic. He's always fantastic to watch. Um, Jack Swagger, he, who I've never been he that big there. a fan of, even he was doing. He, <laughs> he was there. there. <laughs> he was no, he was he was legitimately like uh, doing some stuff that was a. Uh, he was legitimately like uh, no,
1: Swagger.
0: Yeah, I think he did uh, his his splash with a ladder or something. Like it was pretty interesting stuff. He was, everybody well, he was a power something. guy. Yeah. yeah everybody had something to contribute to the match Dolph Ziggler I've always appreciated that he's the one he's the only person who manages to run up the ladder fast everybody else takes their slow meandering time
1: as if as yeah if, but god <laughs> that annoys the hell out of me because it's like why do you have the energy to run up fast now all of a sudden
0: yeah but I mean it,
1: like it's, I mean first I, I get burst it first the momentum yeah yeah it's, it's no different than hooking up in the middle of something I get it it So I got a better I got a better question. Let's disagree on this. What would you say is the most underrated? I don't know if that was on your list of questions you were gonna ask, but what would you say? And I'll give you time to think about it because I'll tell you mine. And you you'll probably completely disagree with this, but I loved everything about this match, and it wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. Was the uh, one in 2013 with all the heels? You agree
0: (laughs) with me? What the? (laughs) You agree? Man, you you ruining the show, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything about that. I loved everything about that because, number one, because they tested, they really tested out to see if Cody and Ambrose could play face in that match. They really tested that because the crowd was 100% behind them. Um, guys like Fandango, we know Sasar could go. We've always known that. But uh, like Fandango and Sandow really got a chance to shine and show that they're more than just novelty acts and a comedy act in Fandango's uh Fandango's case but yeah everybody and then I I like the I like the uh duality of everybody having everybody being in there with their tag partner but still going after the one thing it was every man for themselves. so I, I that was a really it was really fun to see all heels and how they were gonna flip it and make it interesting and yeah I I loved it.
0: I just I really just want to say that entire that entire year both matches really were standouts to me in a way. Yeah. Cuz it all cuz you had Rob Van Dam come back for the first time in years.
1: Yeah. Like and I, and I really like with the Rob Van Dam thing, I like how they built that match around his comeback.
0: Like everybody the moment he gets in the ring, everybody literally just starts slowly turning towards him. Yeah. Like I like I, like, I also like that uh so I guess I would have to say that the 2013 both ladder matches for me were some of the most underrated. Cause sure. for Because for the, the all heel match, that was Cody Rhodes coming out party.
1: Absolutely. Right. Right,
0: we're gonna we'll get to we'll, we'll come back to him when, I, when we talk about some I guess missed some missed opportunities in my opinion.
1: Okay.
0: okay. And then with the with the with the W the all pretty much every, I think everybody in that match had been a previous world champion if I, my memory serves me correctly.
1: The next one, the one with Jeff yeah. Van Damme. Rob Van yes. Dam, Randy yes. Orton, Daniel Bryan, yeah, everybody in that match was the previous Christian, world champion. Punk, and Sheamus, yeah. They took, they took the
0: notion of what they did in 2012, and they applied it on a much more interesting scale,
1: in my opinion. And you know what? I don't hate the 2012 match. It just wasn't enough people. Yeah, that
0: like, yeah, for those them, like,
1: cause the most part, because the lot of matches they had
0: earlier tonight was pretty good. Had had a lot more botches than most ladder matches did.
1: Well, when but, you have Sin Cara and Tensai absolutely. and Santino. Looked, and...
0: That's one of the things I always thought was interesting because Sin Cara's big move was always a Spanish fly from the top rope. But when you look at it in Dolph Ziggler, it looked like he's thinking it's a suplex. And that's why they have that disastrous fall. So yeah. like,
1: that's just miscommunication between those two. Oh, I well, say that. Question for you Was that Sin Cara? Was that Hunico? That was. That was that, that was, was uh, Mystic- Sin Mystico okay. Sinkara. Yes. Well, yeah, it makes sense because Mystico botched everything. And, and WWE, he did. And that's not a dick. Talk about that's wrestlers not. who man, Sin Cara should have... Man, Sinkara, it was... I really
0: like that dude. Especially the match Sinkara and Hunico had as Sincar and Sinkara Negro.
1: Az- Azul versus Negro. Yeah. You know what the that problem was- with Sincar was? Going back and looking at it. The that problem is, Well, no, I don't think that's a problem. The problem is that they didn't give him a chance to work developmental for about a month or two to get used to speak because he didn't speak no English. So he, did, he wasn't used to people he was working with. That's why if you look back and look at his first few matches, he was working only against people who spoke Spanish. Right? So I think, and, and you know, and I, I don't want to get, I like this agreement thing. I don't want to make us disagree. But that's part of the reason why I love Shinsuke being in NXT for as long as he was. Because, and, and Oscar was in there way too long, but kind of similarly, it gave them a chance not only to get used to America, but find a house, get comfortable with the society here, and get comfortable speaking enough English to communicate in the ring. Because a lot of the stuff that missed a lot of the botches mystical had was simply just communication stuff. Yeah, well, like... That's the match. <laughs> I can't. I cannot stick up for that man botching his entrance every week, every night. I can't. I, ain't nothing I can do about that.
0: Yeah, I think I've read somewhere in the, like for the most part, like I say, in Mexico and Japan, they don't really talk to each other when they wrestle. Like a lot, some, they they do sometimes, but a lot of it I think is more With pro bono, and like and on the
1: fly stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they like like kind of like a Ric Flair method. He'll do a he'll do a twitch or nod that lets you know what's coming next. Yeah, but the guys now don't learn that. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. He's like. Because now the mic, because they always use, like, the standard amazing quality stuff with these video cameras and mics. You would think you would want to do something that people can't hear. Because every time John Cena, the Batman Eclipse, the Royal Rumble 2018, now!
1: Shinsuke, now! He doesn't care. He is just blatantly loud. He don't give up. He don't care. Not one. (laughs) Oh, my God. But, uh...
0: Yeah, as far as underrated, I would lean towards both 2013 matches. Mm-hmm. And I think I could even say, though I didn't like Sheamus winning, I could say the 2015 match was pretty underrated. Okay. That that one was really like, because I liked what they were doing. They were allowing Roman Reigns to rebuild himself from a mid-card standpoint because he didn't really have that time when he got hurt. So seeing him in that environment, get close to the title, yeah. setting up Bray Wyatt feud, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: that's the Plus nobody sad. but you Roman match, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And talk about feuds that should have been better, but uh,
1: it it should have been much better, but it's still
0: good. It it was, was, it was the matches were the matches were fantastic. The the storylines were confusing.
1: There was one promo they had where they sat each, sat in the dark, standing sitting next to each other, face to face, and that was fire to me.
0: That was great visuals, great talking, but, like, everything else is like...
1: Yeah, it didn't, it didn't. But that's just, man, look, Bray is my guy. I love that dude with a passion, but the stuff just didn't always... It hit, and then it missed. You know, you can only go so out man, there. Man, his, his
0: first six months on the main roster was a complete miss. This dude out here wrestling, except the Kane was bad in execution. Yeah. I like the idea, but he was like the, the Miz and Kofi Kingston. Like, this shouldn't be... This is, this. Everybody's saying, this is going to be the next Undertaker. The Undertaker don't wrestle every,
1: everybody. I mean, he did in 2004, and look what happened. See, that's I think that is the biggest problem with guys like Shinsuke and guys like Bray, people who are genuinely. I, I know we're we're going on a tangent, so forgive me. But guys who are true attractions, the problem is with them is we see them so often that they kind of get exposed, and not exposed in the sense that they can't go or stuff like that, but. It, the novelty wears thin, right? Like, I under, I with, I give all deference and respect to those who watch Shinsuke in New Japan for years. I saw a lot of, not a lot, but I saw a fair amount of his stuff in New Japan. We all know the man's an amazing performer. We get that, but I got sick of Shinsuke last year. Every week, same, seeing them, same entrance, same thing, come out, have the same match, and like, it gets, it gets old after so long.
0: I knew he was in trouble when they had that man say, sticks and stones may break my bones. I, I want to punch my TV screen. I forgot about that. I was seething with anger. I was like...
1: I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: That's, uh... that's, that's the type of anger where you just sit still. Because
1: if you move, somebody's getting hurt. The artifice. fist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's get back to let's get back to the subject. My
0: bad. You know, we don't set a record of the tangents on this show. So, I guess the next one the next one would be what would you say your least favorite Money in the Bank ladder match has been so far? And that one's that one's relatively easy for me. And it's not even the Carmella one. Okay. Oh god. No. Nice. Well, for the most part I would say the one Jack Swagger won. Okay. Because that because that was the one in my opinion where like all the momentum they had been building up from the previous matches Kind of take a nosedive, especially when you look at the winner, because for the most part, everybody who used the money in the bank was somebody who, like, they took it and used it as a step to get to the main event, and they they became to that point. It was a, yeah, yeah, a bonafide guy. It took CM Punk two tries, but at the end, he still did
1: it. It took Edge two tries. Let's be real about this.
0: Yeah, two. Him too. Yeah. Like, our, like, RVD he set himself in history with getting the WWE and ECW championship, so he had he, his own thing going.
1: He smoked away his chats. Yeah, yeah.
0: And if only it happened nowadays, he, they might not have been so hard on they him. They wouldn't have cared. <laughs> He'd have got five thousand dollar fine and kept it moving. Exactly. But Jack Swagger, it was I'm at no point without looking at him and seeing that he was any type of ready. He was way too green for like a. He just didn't have any personality he was a good wrestler, but he he just bland.
1: Yeah, and then the sad thing was the little personality he had that made you laugh, like, just stripped it all away and made him serious when he won. uh, Yeah. Maybe that's just how I felt about it, but, like, Swagger was one of those guys that was obnoxiously, he was so obnoxiously bad that it was funny. Like, Like, it felt like you know some some guys who are just so ridiculous, like like Fandango is so ridiculous. Like you know he knows he's a joke, right? Like mm-hmm. Swagger was kind of like that to me, and then when he beats Jericho, he's just super serious all the whole time. It just it, it killed everything he had in my opinion. But but yes, yeah. that was not a very
0: good. I think in, in hindsight, another reason why I don't like that match is because that's when that's when uh, Sheldon Benjamin was gone. Um <laughs> uh, man, and. I'm going to just get it out of the way now. Sheldon Benjamin, in my opinion, is the greatest money The bank ladder match performer in history.
1: Um, I will only disagree with you because CM Punk's been enough to get it. You can't be in as many. CM Punk's been in three or four, and he's won two. So, yeah, you can have all the spots, but at the end of the day, Punk actually has the hardware. That's and Punk got spots. And Let's not forget, the one Kennedy won, Punk was going to win, and Kennedy hit him with the ladder to, to win the match. So Punk could have gone three straight.
0: Eh, I see what you did there. I, I'm not, 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 no disagreements here. Yeah, but, so, but uh, Sheldon
1: is the man, though. Sheldon is the poster boy.
0: Man. Like, like, I think I got a, a list of these people somewhere, like people who I thought were some of the better ones. Okay. So as far as, like, Money in the Bank, a lot of Master go.
1: Well, then, you got Joe Kofi in there, too. Kofi's had some moments. Yeah, here, here's who I got written down.
0: I still haven't put this article together, so spoilers for the next article I'll put out. It has Sheldon Benjamin, CM Punk, Edge, Christian, Kofi Kingston. I had to give Cody his off for the 2013 run, and Rob Van Dam.
1: I'm okay with that. I wouldn't put Cody only because Cody was in one of them. He he was in two. What yeah. Was he in the second one? 2010, I think.
0: That's that's another one that people don't really talk about. I think it was oh, the, Can- the Kane, Kane.
1: win. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um. Okay. So we're actually gonna disagree for once. And I, you're you're not wrong. I mean, like that's definitely a good answer. I just have a different answer. The one that's probably I wouldn't call it the worst. But is probably the the least most enjoyable for me is the one Van Dam one. And uh, WrestleMania 22, because it was just a really odd mix of people. Ric Flair and the Money in the Bank ladder match.
0: Ric Flair was really trying to get in, get himself in just about anything in the last few years of his career in WWE. Yeah. He was TLC match with Edge. She was in a ladder. Did the Money in the Bank ladder match of all things. And I remember, I'll never forget when he and Matt Hardy did that superplex off of the ladder. It wasn't even the big one that Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins did. Now that probably would have killed him. Yeah. But, but the, the one that Matt Hardy and Ric Flair did at WrestleMania 22, he took that bump and he sold it like
1: that. Oh even God. Oh
0: God. I was like, damn, they, they just broke this man's back. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it, yeah. Of course, I got worked because he comes right back out like, ain't hey, nothing happened to him. Um,
1: and well,
0: that was, and
1: yeah, I, I, have to, I have to admit on here, at the time, I was not a believer in Finley at that position. I definitely was wrong. But at that time, I was like, why is Finley in this match? Finley's just a job. He's not a jobber, but he's like a low-card guy. He could wrestle. Okay, big whoop. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. But just the, the mix didn't match to me. It always felt like we everybody, it felt like everybody knew Rob Van Dam was going to win. I can't even remember a spot from the match other than that super superplex you just mentioned. Um I think Schultz
0: did another uh, big dive. He ran up a he ran up another ladder and did oh, a uh, Tope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's not the Chris that's not the Chris Jericho one when he ran up into the big clothesline. Oh. Like he 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 had like this evil grin, hit the ropes and ran up the ladder and stopped for a second to dive.
1: It's just stupid. Just you shouldn't be that athletic. But yeah, I would I would say that one just just because man it, it it just it didn't it didn't make sense to me. I don't remember anything from it, and I remember almost a good portion of every other one. Um, and it may have quite frankly the best winner ever. Uh, but yeah, I just I just didn't like you very much.
0: Sounds about right. So now we got of course got to get to the best Money in the Bank cash in. I think this is going to be relatively easy unless you really not you really don't like the person I'm talking about. To me, when you look at the situation that led to Seth Rollins winning, the he had one of the best ladder ma- matches of all time. Yeah. I think Dave Meltzer gave it like a 4.5, which is like insanely high for a ladder match. Yeah. And then you look at, I think that might be the highest rated line match in WWE since, uh, was it Sean and Razor Ramon?
1: Well, got, uh, at the time, yeah, you know the latter match at Takeover New Orleans got a five.
0: All oh, right, right. He, definitely yeah, but at the top, but yeah, right, at the time that was like the highest rating he had ever given one, and yeah. rightfully so because as we both agree, it was fantastic. Fantastic. You see him become much more of a maniacal heel, like in Summer SummerSlam, he's driving Dean Ambrose's head. Well, not SummerSlam on Raw, yeah. he's driving Dean Ambrose's head through uh, cinder blocks and all the other stuff, like the. He's, like, he's great being the The heal heel. He's, I like the thing that he took the torch up from Edge after, kind of, sort of. Yeah. As being, like, opportunist type, as being evil, maniacal, except he was way more athletic. He had a great Royal Rumble match. He had, a, he had an amazing oh, yeah, spot yeah, yeah, yeah. in WrestleMania 31. And, of course, he has the, he breaks three records in one night when he cashes in at WrestleMania 31. Because, generally, with Money in the Bank, up until that point, People cashed in after a match or before, or before another match began. Yeah, Rollins was the first man to cash in during an, a match that was going on. He was the first. He was the first person to win the championship via Money in the Bank cashing without pinning the champion. And of course, the biggest reason he was the Made first it, man. man in history to cash in the Money in the Bank contract at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah,
0: that's too – Like you can't ignore all those contributions, all that stuff. And that's why, in my opinion. Seth freaking Rollins is the greatest money, has the greatest money to make cash in. And I think think the only person you can even get a second place to, I'd probably say Dolph Ziggler, just off of the strength of the reaction in the arena that night.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. We agree that I think there's nobody that could ever top Rollins. I just don't think. (laughs) He he did too much. It's too much. So the better question is who's the second best (laughs) is the better question. You think it's Ziggler? Mm I
0: Yeah, I'm going to read through these and see what I remember for the most part.
1: Okay. Edge
0: cast in at New Year's Revolution, if I remember certainly correctly. Yeah. Rob Van Dam. That might be an underrated one because he did it at ECW. The crowd was just anti Cena like crazy for that one-night stand show. That,
1: that's going to be my answer, actually, is the Rob Van Dam cash
0: in. All right, well. CM Punky he cashed in. I'm skipping Mr. Kennedy because Edge cashed, takes that from him.
1: Yeah. Edge cashed in on SmackDown.
0: Right. After the Steel Cage match with Batista and The Undertaker, I think.
1: And Mark uh, Henry beat them both down, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: CM Punk cashes in. He brings the World Heavyweight Championship to Raw. Raw has a championship. CM Punk then cashes in again against Jeff Hardy Mm -hmm. to win the World Heavyweight Championship. The beginning of his heel turn. I don't remember anything about the Jack Swagger one.
1: He cashed in on uh, Jericho after Edge and Jericho had their match at 25, not 25,
0: 26. I think that, no, I don't think, no, that would have been at the
1: WrestleMania then. So was no, he got in st- after, after the, like the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Oh, okay. So yeah, remember, change- remember Edge speared him through the, uh, Jericho won, Edge speared him through, off the through, he ran all, over all three tables and speared him through the barricade. Jericho came out the next night, wrapped up in the tape, and Edge speared him again and walked out, and that's when Swagger came out.
0: Uh, Kane cashes in on the show. He, him and Dean Ambrose, they got they get points for efficiency. Like uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like hearing this thing. Let me just uh, go ahead and get this title.
1: What's that said efficiency. That's funny.
0: <laughs> the Miz cashes in on Randy Orton after Great his catch. match with Richard Barrett. Yeah. Daniel Bryan cashes in on Big Show. One of the smart ones. He waits for the dude to be completely unconscious. So that's a smart ADR. He cashes in after Kevin Nash and CM, man, that was a and, mess.
1: And a, and a text message and a phone call. <laughs> and
0: a and, uh, the, the higher power and all that other stuff.
1: <laughs> right. And the briefcase being lifted up, whatever <laughs> it was or the, the title and every other in GTV and everything else involved, yeah.
0: Dolph Ziggler the night after WrestleMania 29. John C... <sighs> yeah, that happened. He failed. He 1000, yeah. It was yeah. a good match, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, Damian Sandow, he that failed. happened, another failure.
1: Yeah.
0: Ironically, the man fails against the person that he, he who failed last year, like yeah. John Cena passed on a curse. Uh, Randy yeah. Orton, casting at SummerSlam, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania, Sheamus, Survivor, oh, yeah. that. 515. Yeah. 515. <laughs> Dean Ambrose on Money in the Bank. Baron Corbin on SmackDown. That might be the most embarrassing loss for a Money in the Bank winner I've ever seen. Whoa. And then Carmella, the night, was it the night after the, the SmackDown after WrestleMania or the week after? In other words?
1: It was SmackDown after WrestleMania. Okay.
0: Yeah. So out of all those, as far as like second place go, I'd, I'd still probably lean towards Dolph Ziggler because it was it just felt right when it happened it was like why are they randomly doing this handicap match like I don't really get it and then boom this man comes out the arena's going crazy and like he almost and one of the things I liked about that, that he almost lost but he yeah. didn't lose cuz ABR was fighting with all his strength he got the armbar on him and he just so violently twisted his leg in the other direction yeah. hits the zigzag like you could tell that was the happiest moment of that dude's life like, so you, you can't you, you can't really hate on that when i
1: feel well there is one negative thing about it should have happened to wrestlemania
0: we, we could do a whole show about wrestlemania 29 to be honest that whole that whole show that whole show should have been completely different like yeah, with wrestlemania yeah. 27 things were kind of meanderous uh, this kind of boring like because there was only so much they had at their hand at the time but WrestleMania 29, there was no excuse. You had too much going for you to have a mediocre show. You can't have the Rock, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, CM Punk, Ryback right when his popularity is still relevant, the Shield, and Dolph Ziggler, all these other things going for you and just come out with...
1: It was decent at best. So I have no problem with the undercard. The problem is that they basically just rematched the top matches, which... And they, the, the matches weren't bad, but it just wasn't what people wanted to see. It wasn't interesting. Um, well, not every,
0: a, every match was technically a rematch, except CM Punk and Undertaker was different because it was at WrestleMania, but they had had matches before, for the most part.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but sure, but what I mean by rematches is, in the current feud, you know what I mean? Punk and Undertaker had a feud years ago. They had nothing to do with each other before that feud started, But but... Triple H and Lesnar were still in a feud currently, and it was just a rematch of their last match, and same thing with (laughs) Cena and Rock. They were in a... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean.
0: But... Tangent tangent number three, I think we're on, by the way.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Y'all can expect this now, yeah.
0: But before we finish, let me just say this about Triple H. Man, let me... (laughs) Why would you even... Whose idea was it to make this a career-threatening match? Like one of two things gonna happen. You either gonna lose, and you are gonna be Mick Foley, and you gonna you gonna Come change back. your mind, yeah. or you're gonna
1: win. I wonder which. So you know, people keep saying career threatening. I don't remember that, and maybe That's I just blocked it from my mind. Hamer, it was that stupid
0: segment where Paul Heyman was like, "You're gonna have your arms shackled. You're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna get whipped before the match craziness." The loser gets Stephanie. Blah blah blah.
1: Oh yeah. And then that's the Triple H
0: slammed him on the table, stabbed him with a pin. Brock Lesnar came out with a chair like a crazy man, and Paul Heyman's like, "Just calm down. We got what we wanted." It was just
1: like, "You're not. He's not retiring." So here's he- the thing: I don't <laughs> hate the reason they did it. It's kind of similar to the Triple H, Taker match at twenty 20- at twenty eight, where it was flipped. Taker beat Triple H. Triple H walked away. Taker didn't. Taker than the guy who won the match issued the challenge, so I get it. Brock beat Triple H in their first match. Triple H won the rematch, and Brock was like, "You ain't no reason for you to, ain't no reason for him to fight you no more." So I, I guess I kind of get it, but yeah, we knew Triple H wasn't gonna retire. Exactly. Yeah, but um, if Ooh. you look if you look at the, if you look at the card, the way it was it was built, it was built real similarly in, from the Money in the Bank thing to 30 to 31 in that alberto versus swagger was a bit like a bit of a if the feud wasn't great it was interesting to an extent but it wasn't great and and swagger got into trouble which had his push just dropped when he had that uh when he got pulled over and ziggler and Big E had their match with hell no and it was a really entertaining match but ziggler lost which made sense kind of similarly in the Seth Rollins vein for uh him to, yeah and then remember in the match Swagger had tore up his knee too that's the reason why he was so weak on Raw the next night because his knee got tore up in the match with Swagger so I, I'm just saying like I think that should have happened at Wrestlemania and for what Ziggler had endured to that point he had earned that that moment I think no I'm not, I'm not killing it for that. I'm just saying, I think it should have happened at Mania, but it was I still get, a great moment.
0: Uh, getting back on, tra- on track for the third time, uh, I, I believe you we were talking about like the second best money in the bank cash-in. Did yeah. you already say you gave it to Dolph Ziggler?
1: No, I gave it to I gave mine to Rob Van um, I, I I really enjoyed the fact that a face acted like a face and challenged the guy. He not only challenged him, but challenged him on his home turf. There was... There was time to build to the match, so it was it became that much more of a bigger match because it was built. Then, the man, look, the Hammerstein Ballroom was on point that night. Man, when Cena wins, we riot, and then when Cena they, takes they, off his they, shirt, and they keep yes, <laughs> they keep throwing it back. One like, dude threw it back just flipped them off. Man, look, look, that crowd was so anti John Cena. That Edge had just simulated having sex with Bully McGittacuddy like an hour before that match, and he comes in and spears Cena through a t- table, and the crowd chants "Thank you, Edge!" Like Man. that. Like that, that was the close. And I like the way John Cena adapted to his environment.
0: That's the closest I think we ever got to a heel turn from John Cena.
1: John, John, John had John kind of runs the little heel a little bit in big matches like that. He did it against. He did it when he fought Brian, He did it against Edge in Toronto. They kind of flipped in the match. He'll kind of get
0: a little bit, too. Yes. Yes. that we get to talk about some of the non-Money in the Bank matches. So, next we're going to move into, I think we already talked about, like, our least favorite Money in the Bank matches. So, let's talk about who's benefited the most. Now, for this one, I like to think this is a more interesting time because you look at a lot of these people and there are people who became champions who clearly were on that path already. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people who became champions like you probably like you probably weren't ever going to you never got a chance after this cash in all opportunities. So who would you say benefited the most from the money in the bank?
1: So I like the way you kind of described it just now, because by your description, it's either one or two people. I think it's either Miz or Edge, but I'm going to give it to Edge because Miz never, never won a world title after that. But Miz has still shown that he's a, an important part of the company on the card. But for Edge, Edge winning that money, in the bank ladder match and cashing in how he did led to the company starting to believe in him and making him a pillar of the company, like a, like a genuine pillar because before that excuse me um edge was just a good hand who could hold up the upper mid card and i realized that he lost the title the next that he lost the title the next month but that led to him having a, a a tremendous year and then finally becoming like mr smackdown eventually um so yeah i think it's edge
0: now, it's funny when you mentioned Eds and the Miz in that particular scenario. So I kind of I want to lean towards the Miz. But there's one person I think we have to address of this, and I'm gonna say, and you might yeah, I know you probably going wildly disagree with me on this, but I'm gonna say Dean Ambrose. Because I get what you're
1: saying, it I get what you're saying.
0: You naturally anybody would think from his reactions in 2014 and everything else. This man was clearly on the way to a world championship win, but i got to be honest, by 2016, I had pretty much given up on the fact of him becoming a world champion because they they just seemed to be doing everything to avoid that. He doesn't win the money in the bank. I understand that. You want to give it to Seth Rollins? That's perfectly fine. But then and then when he finally starts, it's just the, the little stuff they did that made me think they're really not trying to give this man a, the big stage because... Mm-hmm. He just starts a, a terrible losing streak. Take, he took a L L to Bray Wyatt. Uh, he L- took L- a L-, L. Yeah, I think he lost via disqualification to Wade Barrett or something weird. He lost the ladder match. He lost an elimin- he, he won an elimination. He beat, I remember, he beat uh, Luke Harper on a pay per view. Yeah. yeah. Ex- wow. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> and, 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 and in the match, they left the arena for like 30 minutes and came back.
0: <laughs> like so wow. Yeah. So you had a break and you beat Luke Harper on pay per view. Luke Harper was I C champ at the
1: time. But... I mean he was,
0: but it's but like
1: yes. yes, I get your point. It's
0: still a minion of the guy who you took a L to like no more like a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Yes. it was like how can you like you beating him doesn't say as much as you beating like Bray Wyatt. Sure. And then he just continually takes losses he's He's relegated to just teaming with uh, Roman Reigns. And I would, I say regulated because they didn't really have any ideas for him. And they were trying to bring more people into the Wyatt family, which I'll never understand because a few months later they were going to break it up. But uh, I digress my point. D- Dean Ambrose runs the Intercontinental Championship. He has these flash-in-the-pan moments of getting closer and closer to the world title, but they just keep ripping him away from it. And it was after and people still were clearly more behind him than they were Roman Reigns that was just abundantly clear at least from a fan perspective and it's like the constant just beating him down i, th- I think this is what really settled the deal for me R- Dean Ambrose versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 32 that match for the hype and the build that it had that match was embarrassingly short
1: yeah but that's the only person to blame for that is brock brock really absolutely i didn't i
0: mean we learned that later but at the time i'm like damn I'm thinking that's like a company decision where he was like, wow, they just did Dean Ambrose real dirty with that one. So at the time, like, they really not going to give him the championship. So when they gave him the Money in the Bank briefcase and gave him the cash-in at the 2016 pay-per-view, I feel I haven't seen any moments recently where he got close to winning the title back. Because right after he lost the title to AJ Styles, he fights for it a few more times throughout the remainder of the year. And the rest has just been mid card stuff. Now, when he gets back, a lot of people are assuming he's going to head right back to Seth Rollins and and get revenge on him for like causing his injury and all that stuff. But even then, that's still going to be the Intercontinental Championship, unless they drastically make a change. And I'm not seeing where Seth Rollins beats Brock Lesnar and that become and Brock, and Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose is the top feud for the Universal Title later on in the year.
1: So. Here's the thing. I get where you're coming from. But, man, I have a huge problem with the fact that the man debuted in 2014, right? 2013, late 2013.
0: Technically 2012, but it was so close to the end of the year by that point. The last week of November, you might as well say 2013.
1: And so let's say 2013, just 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 for semantics purposes. And then two, three years later, you're already saying he'll never win a world title. Like, that's a bit ridiculous, man. Don't you think? I guess... In a way, but... This dude's gonna wrestle for 15 years, probably. 10, 15 years. And you're already giving up hope he'll ever win a world title when he's consistently booked... He's booked more than... The facts show he's been booked more than any guy in the past four years. In terms of matches. He's He's consistently pushed at the top of the card or at the top of the mid-card. He's consistently pushed... In major um, feuds, you know what I'm saying? Like, they changed feuds for the guy because the Brock Lesnar feud wasn't his. It was, it was Bray Wyatt's, and they changed it to put Dean Ambrose in a marquee position. And you're like, oh, well, he'll never win a world title? See, my
0: thing is, I think that I thought they were kind of going for like the days of old, like during the 80s, where with you had Macho Man was. and Hogan and Ultra War and stuff, and like then you had the guys like Jake Roberts and. Roddy Piper, where there were going to be some guys who were clearly at the same level to a degree, but they never got that title win. They never got that extra – that's what I thought they were going for. We, we,
1: we, we We have to, as a fan base, stop looking back and start looking forward because you cannot consistently compare what's happening now to what happened then because everything about the business is different, everything.
0: especially
1: now yeah so we so like that's the thing that we as a fan base have problems with is we if it doesn't if it doesn't have a a interest a rooted interest or relevance to what happened back in the day well then it's bad or it's wrong and that's not true um so i mean the point i i get why you may say dean ambrose because i can understand the thought process where ambrose needed to push to the title most of other people but that's the same reason i didn't pick cm punk because it was very clear Punk was gonna win a world title anyway, without the without Money in the Bank, would he be the top guy? That's a good conversation. Probably not. But he was gonna win a world title. Um, so Rob Van Dam was never gonna win a world championship. Edge was never gonna win a world championship at the point that they were when they got the Money in the Bank. They wouldn't. They probably were never gonna win it. it. It's in fact it's that Money in the Bank ladder match and the night and and the night after he won the world title. That proved to the company that he can be a, a actual top guy, so that's what. Or in even Miz, right? Miz, ain't won a world title since, and he's worked harder than almost anybody in the company in the since he won it. What was that? Eight years. Yes, for eight years, years, man. Yeah. So I mean, like, so I get your point. I do, but I just, I just, I, I don't think it's. I just can't agree with that thought process that, oh, well, if a guy don't win a title in a couple of years, he'll never win it. I just – that's – I mean, and you're, if you're a fan of the guy, I guess I can see you saying it. But if you think about it rationally, you just – I just don't see how you could really believe that.
0: All right. And now I'm going to move on to – before we get into non-Money in the Bank matches and just talk about the, some of the better pay-per-view ones, last thing I want to talk about as far as the Money in the Bank – ladder match goes is who do you think was a wasted winner? Like somebody who got the money, the baby grief case and just didn't need it at all. Now for me, there's three easy picks from this. Okay. The first one is John Cena. The second one is Damien Sandow. Okay. Third is Baron Corbin. Now, now, now Randy Orton, you would also think you would be similar to John Cena in this case, but it made, per- it made sense why Randy Orton needed money in the bank to get back to that situation. Mm-hmm. Because after his 60-day suspension, like, first of all, even before that, after, at some point in 2011, like, after Mark Henry beats him, Randy Orton's pretty much in the mid-card for a long period of time. He, he wrestles KF at WrestleMania 28. And then he gets suspended. So, like, they're not about to put a title on somebody with, like, two strikes. Mm-hmm. So they, they put him down even further. They put him down even further in the card. He's wrestling like Del Rio with random matches, Dolph Ziggler, at Survivor Series tags. Like, he's he's held at a specific level. And WrestleMania 29, he's a, another tag team. He's in the mid-card for most of his time as a babyface. Mm-hmm. So you see the money, the big ladder match. And while it would have been easy to give Daniel Bryan that briefcase and have him pull a RVD and say, I'm challenging you at SummerSlam. Like Randy Orton needed that championship to get back to the main event level because he had been kept away from it for so many years. So that's why I don't really put him in the same boat as John Cena. But with John Cena, I mean, yeah, he lost to The Rock, but they if the storyline for that year was going to be John Cena's cavalcade of failures, yeah. and, and he was going to have moments of success but still fail, you can't give him a win, you can't give him a loss to The Rock and have him beat Brock Lesnar when, within two months of each other. That's, that doesn't yeah. make sense. And yeah. then, okay, he takes a L to John Laurinaitis. Big Show interfered. That's not the same thing as taking... That's not the same thing as, like, okay, Big Show versus John Cena. Big Show got the better of him that night or something. Like, if you want to tell the story of his failures, you have to put in work to get to that point. John Cena had had a... John Cena's bad year was what most people in the mid card would die for. Sure. So for him to get the Money in the Bank case... Money in the briefcase. Yeah, it was the all-star match with their, all the former world champions, but even still, it just it just didn't really feel necessary. And now, why I say Damian Sandow, I really think it was a wasted opportunity to put the money in the briefcase on somebody and not have them be a world type world champion when they were just going to unify the belts later on in the year anyway. Because I look so because not only did he not become world champion, he he basically he fought a one-armed man and lost. That's pretty That's pretty bad. And when you look at the opportunity, like, let's say if you would put the title on, the, the briefcase on Cody Rhodes or something, and maybe he goes through the storyline with, I, I, maybe you might make some changes to the Dusty Rhodes thing. I don't know. Like maybe sometime, at some point, uh, Cody Rhodes cashes in the Money Bank briefcase. He becomes world champion. Now it's him versus Randy Orton or something like for the unification title. Like, if it was just a short window of time you, could, you might as well have just give it to somebody else and see what happens. I feel like that's just kind of a wasted opportunity. That's, that's, that's more of a nitpick. I'll even admit that. And then there's Baron Corbin because... What was the point of that? Like, just just to have him fail?
1: So, I get what you're saying, but you're looking at it with the benefit of hindsight. And, I mean, you're not wrong. I'm looking at it from that perspective. But if you look at it from that perspective, that is skewed because in the frenetic world of wrestling things change every day. So, like, a guy like Sandow and Corbin, at the moment, at the moment that they were being booked before uh, they won the briefcase, and then directly after, they had a tremendous potential to be top guys. You don't like say, Baron Corbin, that's fine. I would say, and you know, a lot of other people do. I'm talking about, like, I,
0: I, I never thought Damien Sandow or Baron Corbin were ready at the stages they won the money in their briefcase. Cause Damien Sandow, yes, he was entertaining. He he was great tag team with Cody Rhodes. He was entertaining segments, the intellectual saber, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's rare exceptions when I like when I I like when somebody wins the title in a short period of time, like a year or six months, like because unless the company's gonna rely on like say and talk about your past history and focus in on that and talk about how many years you've been doing it, I don't really think you can really. It's it's kind of hard to just have somebody who's been on the main roster for a year and they don't really do that much. Damien Sandow was entertaining, but what was his biggest feat up until this point? Beating Kane and Baron Corbin, he he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, but that match means nothing. Like it's just it's just it's, just, it, it's in it's just a big it's a quasi big match at WrestleMania, and I don't remember anything he did in the year 2000. 17 or 16 that really just stood out for, for him to be looked at as a future world champion. Aside outside from yeah. a pretty impressive showing at the Royal Rumble, I'd give him that.
1: Yeah. And the Mizdow thing, of course.
0: Right, so um, it, was those two, it, it wasn't It was just the fact that they were wasted opportunities. It's the fact that I never really thought they should have it anyway. And it was a wasted opportunity. So just to clarify.
1: Well, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I do, but um, I will say this in Damien Sandow's defense, he had, yeah he had only had the Sandow gimmick for two years at the point he won basically or a year, however long it was, but he had been with the company for almost a decade off and on, so it's not like he's new to them. Um, so you know, they they've shown a lot of times they they like a guy and they want to give a guy a chance, but it's the wrong gimmick or the wrong time. And when they find it, they give him the green light. And I felt like they saw they saw money in Sandow at some point, and then something said no. Nah, we were wrong. And it's kind of the same thing with Corbin. But Corbin lost the title, if you if you believe Meltzer and all the rumors, because he got in trouble. So it's it's, it's not that they never believed in him, it's that he did something stupid and caused him to get punished. So, that's, that's, that's
0: one of the blessings in disguise, in my opinion. Not that I want Baron Corbin to <laughs> like, I don't like him, I prefer if he's not there, but I'm not going to wish for this man to get fired unless he just do something off the wall on some Roseanne. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just yeah. I. But
1: uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I am I like Corbin. I, I, I'm i a believer in Corbin, but I realize a lot of people aren't. No, no, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't just I, I, he's had some decent matches. My thing was I was going to run as far away from as I could from Jinder Mahal versus Baron Corbin. <laughs> that was a that was a big no for me. That was I mean,
1: a fact. I, I I'll was you on fat. that. I, I I can see where you're coming from with that. Um, I, no, I, I can. Um, I would argue the answer to me has to be Mr. Kennedy only because he couldn't even hold. He couldn't even the group. <laughs> so I mean, I'll I get all those promos of he's beaten six world champions. Yeah, that's my nice, point. I guess. I, I I mean, I get the point, and he was at the time because I remember watching. SmackDown in in 2006, 2007, and Mr. Kennedy was hot as hell. But a guy who was that injury prone and had that many issues that caused him not to be around. And and he injured John
0: Cena, and he almost injured Randy Orton, I think,
1: that he said. okay. I I forgot about that.
0: Because John Cena was champion for 380 days. Lord knows when he was going to give up that title. And it was when he injured his pectoral muscle. That was the match with Kennedy. Yes, and I think Randy Orton had an issue with him like earlier that year or something like
1: that he was right. like okay,
0: and and Randy Orton's always been rumored to have a big ego and attitude backstage and stuff
1: yeah. So. yeah Randy Orton Randy Orton is known for stuff like that but and it's it's really no fault of his because you can't fault a guy for getting hurt um, but based on the question he didn't even get a chance he won and didn't even get a chance to do nothing with the briefcase <laughs> So it's got to be Kennedy, in my opinion. And for whatever reason, this, that, and the other. Um, And also, that was kind of the beginning. He had one last chance with the, uh, if we're just talking about his career, he had one last chance, but they were going to give him the McMahon son storyline, and then he got hurt again. And it was like, that's it. So, yeah. But I. it it, it has to be him. It has to be him or Swagger. And also swagger to what you said with everything earlier in that year, that I'm um, not earlier in that year, but earlier in the, in the show, you know that he wasn't particularly hot before, he didn't particularly do anything with it when he got it. He might he legitimately wasn't. be
0: the coldest person as, as far as as far as heat or as far as momentum goes to win a world title off the money to make briefcase.
1: It was, and it, I think it, that was I think that was truly done for nothing else other than shock value. Because when, we, when he won it, everybody was like, what?
0: I think the only other person who was colder or like didn't have less momentum was Carmella. But that was just because they didn't put her in anything. Um.
1: Well, see, I disagree with you on that only because, yeah, she wasn't doing anything at the time. But Carmella's, Carmella was a person a lot of people expected to win because her gimmick was one that would use it. Appropriately, so yeah, she wasn't hot going into it, but people, nobody expected Swagger to win that match. Like Carmella was the person people were saying, oh, "Yeah, actually I think Carmella might win." Yeah, you
0: know I, think, I think the only person from that match who people was like, "No," was Tamina.
1: Yeah, and everybody knows, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, she still she she was
0: she still recovering from injury.
1: She, she got the, hurt again. She had? She got hurt again. Oh man! Yeah. She was, she was hurt at the Royal Rumble. She, I think she did the match. She did the Royal Rumble hurt. God,
0: God bless yeah. that one. Well, uh, I think the last thing we're going to talk about for the history of Money in the Bank before we head into the show predictions is the greatest non-Money in the Bank ladder match. So any match that wasn't the Money in the Bank ladder match, what do you say was been the greatest of all the pay-per-views, everything from 2010 to 2017? Now... I already know what I'm gonna pick, and it's the one everybody's expecting. So I'm just gonna put that out there now. But uh, what about you, Renz?
1: What? Punk Casino? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's one of the greatest WWE matches ever. Um. So that's definitely up there. Some uh. Some underrated ones. Um. Uh, I'll give you one. I'll give you one, and I believe it was that Money in the Bank. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship in a ladder match, in a TLC match. Wasn't that at, wasn't Yes, that, at that was crazy? a 2015 show. That was yeah. a tremendous That was a 2015 was the same show
0: with John Cena versus Kevin Owens, too.
1: Yes, that that whole card was stacked. Yeah. I'll give, give you that one. Yeah, they, were,
0: they, really did, they really did some good work in that show.
1: And then didn't, wasn't one of the Randy Orton versus Christian matches, at a Money in the Bank ladder match, at a Money in the Bank pay-per-view? When they had their few, uh, I
0: think that was a. It was a good match, and then Christian won by disqualification. I think.
1: Was that the year? Was that the one where he won because Orton spit in his face?
0: Yeah. And won Cause title. He,
1: okay. Yeah, because that was,
0: was like one of the last years where they went from Money in Bank directly into a SummerSlam show. Because usually there's like some. Because like after 2013 or something, there's no. There was like a bridging. Not 2013. After 2014, they started putting pay-per-views in between.
1: That bro, that's the but, same year that that Brian and Alberto De Rio went. Uh, that's the that's the same year. Uh, Brian won the, the SmackDown uh, Money in the Bank. Alberto De Rio won the Raw Money in the Bank, and both of those matches were very enjoyable, by the way. And then Christian beat Orton in a really good match until disqualification, and Punk and Cena. So yeah, that was a excuse me a really really stacked card.
0: I got an interesting thing. Let's see uh, how many of these these Money in the Bank shows stack up to uh, the WrestleMania is because Money in the 2011 was the best show of the year. It surpasses WrestleMania 27 by leaps and bounds, in my opinion. Yeah, the only, the only saving grace 27 really. was Triple H, Undertaker. And I and I kind of like Cody Rhodes and uh, Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Yeah. And those are the only things worth watching.
1: And the Miz so high from- video. videos. That may be one of the best hype videos they've ever done. It's a shame.
0: That, that that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. They did all that for that man to come out with giant inflatable letters. You get the greatest. You get the greatest hype package
1: with the weakest entrance. At least he got pyro. <laughs> At least he got pyro. You know. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how
0: many other of I mean, these other shows would stack up to WrestleMania because. We know the 2012 one doesn't because WrestleMania 28 was one of the it's an underrated show in my opinion. Tremendous. Uh, 2013, I'd say that's sh- well that it was a really good show. I I could say that was probably better than WrestleMania 29. It WrestleMania 29 had moments, but it wasn't what it needed to be. I think, in my opinion.
1: I don't know if I agree with that because twenty because money in the bank was great that it was not great it was enjoyable that year it was but 29 had some like the punks the punk Undertaker match is amazing
0: it is and it's literally the last amazing match he would ever have at wrestlemania unfortunately
1: yeah yeah i'm trying to so yeah 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 you're right you're right um so i don't i mean i i'm I am, um, and then it and then it has some, like 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 the Fandango Chris Jericho match was enjoyable, the the tag team match was enjoyable, like it wasn't a trash show. It's just it wasn't built to what it could have been built.
0: The Shield um, so. match was a decent opener. I still say they should have just went with Ryback in the Team Helmo rematch, like because because that was just so that was just so perfect. Might as well just do that again.
1: Yeah, but I think but they want. So they wanted to give Ryback right and Mark Henry a, a singles match.
0: But the, the problem is they had Mark Henry win.
1: By falling on him, yes.
0: That, that might be the dumb... Has, has there been a dumber
1: way to lose a match? Ever? Like in recent history. Oh, yeah. Dean Ambrose lost because he couldn't un, he couldn't unscrew a TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah.
0: about... That. Actually, yeah.
1: I think- at, least, at least you can understand a 400-pound man falling on like you're going to hurt, right? You can understand that. <laughs> And unplug a TV. Yeah, yeah. Don't get no dumb than no
0: that.
1: Did he dip it in water first? <laughs> no, i it wasn't never seen be. a
0: TV react that way. They like not unplug. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. My hey, god. and Ambrose is a lunatic, right? He's a wacky lunatic. But that doesn't make sense. The TV ain't crazy. <laughs> oh, he did. Oh like, man. It
0: even oh, makes man. sense if, like, they said Bray Wyatt rigged it. Oh, it, it, they about it, go, go ahead. I don't think the commentators ever said that in that match they had. It was just oh, it
1: wasn't Bray, you know. Just wacky. D. But then you can also talk about the match, the Hell in the Cell match with him and uh, Seth Rollins, where he lost the match because Bray had a hologram and it the threw ghost. him off. <laughs> like you know, so yeah, there's there's some there's some stupider wins, some stupider <laughs> losses. Pete Ambrose always be catching the stupidest L's. Or or I, to me, what's stupid is anytime somebody's music hits and you stop and you wait for them, like that's always stupid to me. Like, There's no reason Kevin Owens should have lost the way he did to Goldberg. Like, I get what they were doing and Jericho was distracting him, but Man. music shouldn't distract you as a performer because you're used to it.
0: Yeah, one of the things they missed out on building up to WrestleMania 33, Kevin Owens, his character, he should have beat the hell out of that ref. <laughs> he didn't give him no warning. He just...
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Kevin O. in in 2015, Kevin Owens would have
1: fucked that man up. Oh yes, and then you know, and then and then especially because you know Kevin ain't gonna blame himself, and Kevin exactly. kept 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 extending the match before it started, trying to throw him off his game, and then yeah, he he would have beat the hell out of That's
0: a one missed opportunity from the which otherwise was a pretty good build up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, CM Punk versus John Cena is the one that does it for me. Simply because of the history, from like that, all of the little things that you miss out on, like with the Allstate Arena was the site where CM Punk kind of made, sort of made his debut unofficially as one of the Tommy Gun Toten gangsters for John Cena's WrestleMania entrance, and then years later he's in the main event of that show with the entire arena chanting his name ferociously, and what is the closest? comparison to the ecw crowd with the level of intensity and love they have for this dude and it was absolutely like the arena was basically shaking like you can see it visibly on camera and while it's not their best match because everybody pretty much everybody i talked to says the 2013 match before wrestlemania 29 was better yeah
1: yes that's the best of their of their matches yes
0: but it was it was just like the story the emotion and everything else that goes into that makes that one of the best ones. Other than that, I'd say another really great match from the money, in the bank shows. I'd say John Cena and Kevin Owens too. From from 2015. Cause I like the match that Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins had. I don't, I don't know. I think one of the reasons I have a problem with it is because the crowd, like, I guess they were tired or something. Cause they didn't really they didn't really liven up until like the last fifteen minutes or so. Sure. And like crowd and like the crowd interactions is always kind of a big deal for me to a degree. Okay. Like it's, only, it's only where like in New Japan where I expect the crowds to be quiet that I can kind of put that aside. But as far as like WWE, the crowds will normally have some type of emotion at the start. Yeah, it'll grow, but it's like it was a little too mundane at the start of it for me to really just get into it. Like I because I knew I was watching a good match. But it's just like that crowd reaction is always what can make a great, a, a, turns a good match into a great match for me.
1: I get it. I get it. That makes sense. Yep.
0: Well, that just about covers everything from the history of Money in the Bank. Now we're moving on to the 2018 Money in the Bank pay-per-view. This will technically lead to what? the This is either the 19th or the 20th and 21st Money in the Bank ladder matches that are taking place. Because if you count the one from SmackDown last year with the rematch with Carmella and all that stuff, there's been at least 19 Money in the Bank ladder matches up until this point? 14, 15, 16,
1: 17, 18, 19, 20 if you count the SmackDown one, yes.
0: Okay, so there's been 20 Money in the Bank ladder matches up until this point. This year will bring that number to 22 yes. with the men's Money in the Bank ladder match and the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. But I'll just go over the overall card as it's been discussed so far. First you got Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Let's not really waste any time on this. Obviously Bobby Lashley is winning. But I, don't, I can't recall the last match that Sami Zayn has won on pay-per-view. I don't I hope it's not as far back. I hope it's not as far back as I think it is with the whole uh tag team. I think it was some tag team match at SummerSlam or it's Battleground in 2016. Wait, no, 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 that's wrong. They won a match at class of, the class of Champions, the tag team match. They won that with Daniel Bryan and the fast count. Don't ask me why I remember that.
1: <laughs> you just got to – I'm telling you, bro, you just got a mind for this stuff. I I no idea. And then you got
0: Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. This, this is one of those crazy matches that you're not really – that I'm not really interested in. A lot of people aren't. But you still can't really predict it because I can legitimately see – it's gonna, be,
1: it's gonna be fire, bro. I'm telling you.
0: It might be, but I just can't see. I can't pick a winner because they either they're going with Roman, either Roman Reigns is currently going through the John Cena s storyline of a year of failure, or I, I either that or they just they just held off on putting the title on him for some reason. Because I can't see a reason. I can legitimately see General Mahal pinning this man in this match, especially with the interference from the Singh brothers and all that stuff going on. So. Well,
1: if if you if you want to talk about the John Cena Redemption year and all that stuff, that was last year. Because Roman lost most every pay per view match last year. He he beat the Undertaker, he beat John Cena, and the Shield beat New Day. That's it. Everything else he lost. And he beat Braun, but then Braun beat him the rest of the year. And he lost every other match. He lost at Royal Rumble. He lost. De he lost at SummerSlam. He lost. We're kind of seeing a repeat of that
0: right now, though, to a degree, because well, he lost at the Royal Rumble. He he won at Elimination Chamber. He lost at WrestleMania. He lost at the Greatest Royal Rumble. He won, but the, they said he lost at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I, he I won really
2: it back. Really, they they, they they're just
1: going back and forth. so I really don't want to make this a Roman Reigns conversation. So let's not. But Roman loses a lot more than he wins. It's so
0: weird, though. It's like. What's weird about it? It's just like, he loses, but it's not, it's, it's hard to describe. It's like, you can nice. see, it's, I, I, guess, I guess I can say, like, you can see what they're trying to do. Like, okay, maybe if we give him this L, let me give this person this W, they'll back off him a little bit. Like, you can kind of see that type of thing. That's y'all's
1: perception, man. That man loses a
0: lot. But then why is he promoted as the top guy? Is this an inside joke or something?
1: <laughs> like, well, because he sells the most merch, people watch him the most, He's he by all metrics he is. But it's not one top guy. I mean, when, they kind of act like it is. I, no, they don't, because Seth Rollins gets pushed just as much, if not as strong as, as Roman Reigns is. Has well, been since they since they broke up.
0: The other article that you wrote from the chair shot, or well, the suplex... I'm,
1: that one was on social suplex, yeah. because uh, I started writing for the chair shot uh about a month ago. But that one was on social suplex, yeah, where I I broke down the numbers and you you if you look at the numbers and I realize I I, I absolutely realize that numbers don't lie but they don't tell the whole story. So I get that. But you could be argued that if you take a, if you look at three hundred and sixty four days of the year, not counting WrestleMania, Seth Rollins has pushed harder than Roman Reigns.
0: Yep.
1: To say that. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if we're are we doing predictions or are we just talking about the matches because I don't I don't know where they're going with that either. <laughs> That's I a have point, no idea. But, right,
0: and there's there's not really a lot of regular matches on the card. A lot of them have title matches or the the big title matches, but like I said earlier, there's two matches that I think they're going to add: Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a perfect opportunity for that good old fifty fifty booking. So I I'm, so I'm pretty sure that Big Cass might walk away from this with a victory.
1: I no, I I don't think so. I I Brian it Brian doesn't lose unless it's necessary. Huh. And it it, it, it the, the the Big Cass feud just seems to to be to elevate him by uh association, Approxim- uh, proximity. By by proximity. Yeah. Yeah, so I I just don't see it.
0: Okay, and then another match that I'm going to add is Seth Rollins versus Elias. This will probably be one of Elias' best matches. Sure. I heard an argument from, I think I was listening to the Wrestling Observer, where it's like, Elias is really popular right now. If there was a time to do it, this probably might be it, because I don't oh, think anybody's title? To... Yeah, especially if they want to move Seth Rollins on to something else. Yeah. You have a perfect opportunity. You can do a number one contenders. There's, I'm sure there's another pay-per-view in June. Or, 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 or Extreme I mean, Rules after this, yeah. Right, Extreme Rules in July. You can do, they could probably do a callback to last year for Fatal Way or Fatal Four. some type of number one contenders match set up for SummerSlam. So, they have, yeah, they, there's a the perfect timeline for this if they want to go in that direction.
1: Yeah, so, so here's the thing. If you're going to run Rollins and and uh, and uh, Lesnar at SummerSlam, then Rollins has to lose. Exactly. Right, I get that, but I really see maybe maybe money is a bad word to use, but I really see a lot of potential in Jordan coming back and attacking Rollins and trying to get his title from him because mm-hmm. Jason Jordan is healthy. So, and remember, they had a real thing going before he got hurt. So you know, and I realize a lot of people, a lot of Internet, diehard IWC fans, what do you want to call them? Kind of want to see American Nava come back together? Nah, bro, leave them, leave them apart. Because Jason Jordan made so many strides before he got hurt. Jason Jordan was on his way to being a main event heel.
0: Chad Gable's making strides right now. It's the babyface kind of sort of, in my
1: opinion.
0: I'm of the opinion that Raw is kind of hard to watch right now. And it's guys like him and Seth Rollins who are really kind of holding it, together. and Brand Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens, were kind of keeping it. This is something that I, I can, not get as irritated with. does that's <laughs> just like put it.
1: Well, Chad Gable out here working his ass off, and his his little catchphrase is "Scratching Claw," and it works perfect for kind of the role he's playing right now. And uh, I'm pretty sure him and Jordan will have some type of confrontation, the feud, because he's been hanging around Angle a little too much to make me not think that there'll be something there, but I really want to see Jordan go after uh, damn, everybody Everybody wants to go after Seth, because people want Ambrose to go after Seth, I want Jordan to go after Seth <laughs> Elias going after Seth Lesnar, they want Lesnar might match. have to go out, yeah, <laughs> good luck
0: yeah, well, he's really hot he's a hot commodity right now, so yeah. if they book that match
1: the Jordan match or the Lesnar match?
0: The with, with with see here's the reason I think they might put uh Jordan back with Chad Gable is because the tag team on Raw is dead.
1: I, I I don't agree with that. I mean
0: who's who's really there except for Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, and for every reason they're not really doing anything with them.
1: Well they'll 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 build they're, they're building Drew as a powerhouse alone. We know what Dolph can do. So they're reintroducing Drew as a pers- as an individual to the crowd, but they're a tag team. Bray and, Bray and Matt are established. They- it's not like, you know, four or five years established, but they're established. The B team right now is super over and getting <laughs> a ridiculous amount of play. And there's always that team that ain't been on TV, but just takes one week for them to be over, and that's others of Pain. So, if you what have four of the, them, so the 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 reports are that they don't have anything for them creatively. It's probably true, but I'll tell you this: I'd much rather them not be on TV than to languish, because they're the type of people that if they're on TV, they should dominate every time they're on TV. So if you're, I'm of you, the, the
0: opinion that the push that the Bludgeon Brothers are getting right now was made for the Office of pain.
1: Sure, I I agree with that, but then you we also have to acknowledge that Luke Harper and Eric Rowan have been around forever and they deserve to get some type of significant push as well but in terms of in genuine just, in like it, just the actual push itself you're absolutely right that's definitely something that the, that the author's Fame should have been getting and they'll have their moment because they're going to pop up eventually out of nowhere and just beat the hell out of somebody it's, it's going to happen but that's four legit teams that's all, that's all you really need I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. not saying. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's 2001 again. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's better than we give it credit for. It's
0: better. I, I, it's better than 2005, <laughs>
1: 2006. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, there have been some de- terrible years, and but I it's much it was, better than we give it credit for. What's the, what's the recent one that was really bad? Uh, what was what was the um, I what was it? 2012, right before the shield came up. When there was like no tag teams, air boom, boom. And, R- you know what I'm saying, and yeah, and, R- people, and people are made tag teams by proximity. Are you yeah. high flyers? Okay, you a team. You
2: black?
0: Okay, you two are teams. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the potential matches for the show. Let's get back to the uh, regular
1: card. We have Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey, and Boy, that, that's 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 a podcast in itself. This this whole this whole thing about that hmm that's just so in fact uh i'm probably gonna end up writing a comment about that in the next week or so
0: i have no i have no this is this is this could be a brilliant thing in disguise or this could just be them not knowing what they're doing i i can't it's it's that confusing that i don't know which because i guess i don't know if it's because Rhonda isn't as strong of a promo that they haven't had her be the one to address it but everybody on the internet is basically pointing it out that uh, Nia Jax does this so oh bullying is so bad. This is for every woman, man, and child, every puppy that got kicked in the butt, every baby yeah. who fell down out of the crib. Like all this all this we are the world Make stuff.
1: Fell out of the crib.
0: <laughs> and then she's just and then, uh, then this past week on Raw, like, this is what I'm gonna do to you at Money in the Bank, and beating the crap out of a rookie, bullying them. She's so- kind of she's kind of trying to bully Ronda at the press. And then press, uh, the red carpet event. Like, I'm challenging you. Like, look, I don't really want to do this. Well, I'm challenging
1: you. So, what are you gonna do? So, so let me take you through my thoughts on that. So, um, Monday, I watched. I didn't watch Raw live. I watched it after the game. I live in Houston, so obviously I'm watching. I'm not, a, I'm not a Rockets fan, but obviously I'm gonna watch the game. Um, so, I, I'm, I watched the first hour, and then after that, I was following on Twitter while I was watching the game. So I'm, I'm following on Twitter, and of course, you know, a lot of the rhetoric right now was that Raw sucks. So the the Nia Jax story comes on, and I'm really intrigued by that story because of where they could possibly go with it. And I'm reading this, and Nia Jax bullies a girl. What? Nah, nah, nah. So I'm watching it, already expecting to be disappointed. And I, just want, to, I want to run you through my thoughts real quick, so just indulge me for just a, just a second. So... I'm, as I'm watching all my DVR, the, the segment starts off. Nia comes out, smiling. She gets a nice little, nice little cheer from the crowd. She ain't even have it down the ramp. Rhonda cuts her off. Immediately, Nia's pissed off. I can feel that. Don't take my steam from me, man. You could have came out like 30 seconds later. I get it. Okay. She gets in the ring and says it's an, ex- it's an exhibition. It's not a match. Okay, cool. I want to show you that you think you could be with your armbar. You can't. So put me in an armbar. Cool. Got you. She picks up in the armbar. See, armbar power bombs her. All right. That's not healish to me. That's proving a point. We cool with we cool there. Right. I get you. And then. <laughs> and then next she's like, um, she hits her with the leg drop. Okay. That's a bit much, but you're proving a point. And she even said, I could crush her. I could crush her chest, but I'm not going to do that. Okay, and then she gets to be rolling cintan. I'm like, okay, Naya, chill, chill, Naya. (laughs) Then she's like, okay, Rhonda, you gotta come get her. The rep tries to help her. She's like, no, get away. Rhonda gotta help her. Oh, so y'all really just turned this girl heel, okay? (laughs) She walks up the she walks down the ramp, walks up the steps, and Rhonda tells the crowd to I mean not Rhonda Naya tells the crowd to shut up. And I'm like, oh my god, they really did this. Why did they do that? Oh my god, they did it. So, I'll say this. I'm not against Nia as a heel. I'm not. Because sometimes Shawn Michaels showed you in uh, the Hulk Hogan feud, sometimes you got to turn heel for the good of the feud. I get that. Right. I'm okay with that. But see, um, the problem is, the Shawn bullying. Michaels wasn't doing PSAs about
0: being helping out the elderly and respecting your neighbor and all that stuff just to kick a
1: man he was just working with in the face. So yes, you're right. Sean was talking Christian talking stuff before, but yes, I get you. At at the moment, he wasn't. You're absolutely right. Um, so this whole Ronda thing is weird because very clearly they they want to make things easy for her and let her transition be easy and give her all the opportunities to succeed. Totally understand that. You also have a match a, a card with another women's title match and eight women involved in the latter match. So you have the opportunity to do something special with Ronda. I totally understand that. I get all of that. I'm not against the pairing at all. I'm not, again, like I said, I'm not even against them, make them trying to make Naya more of an antagonist in the situation. And I get from a storyline standpoint, Naya's point. Naya is tired of being underestimated and she wants to stand up for herself and she wants to challenge the big dog because she really feels she's worthy of taking on the big dog no pun intended and she's not intimidated by Rhonda because Rhonda's half her size cool I get all that but you don't have to make her literally do the same thing that she just fought months to fight against and so it really feels like was the term that uh, Rich liked to use moving the goalposts <laughs> yeah like, I mean, I, oh, man, this like is
0: what, this is the stuff that this is the stuff that reminds you that they don't do you long term plans for everything, because you couldn't possibly book this unless you were intentionally going to unless it's going to lead to a double term with Alexa Bliss or something. You can't tell me that this was planned because it's, it's too jarring to look at and be like, yeah, this makes sense.
1: You don't have to double turn them. You just, they can't be in the same space. Right. You gotta, I mean, you just gotta gotta at least be some time. No, I mean, look, you're absolutely right. But I mean, like, like, as long as Nia and Alexa aren't in the same segments, aren't aren't around each other on television for a while, I don't think you have to turn Alexa face. Um, Alexa can still be Alexa and Nia can be Nia. And I'm sure in Nia's mind, she's not bullying. She's making. She's trying to make a point. But yeah, we see it the bullying. So what do you got for predictions for this? Oh yeah. man, come on, man! Everybody in the world know Ronda Rousey win it. Everybody in the world know. Man. Everybody in the world knows. She better
0: know. She she better like is this. I think I'm kind of I'm starting to lean towards what Rance, uh not, not what you, uh, Rich said. like, She might not never be as popular as she is now. Like, they're not putting up. They're not there. She's having some moments where she's waiting and stuff, so she's either going to get better at this or not. So you might as well pull pull the trigger now and build the the matches you're trying to build towards.
1: I will say this, though. I think whoever wins the Money Bank ladder match, I think it's going to be Ross, so I think it's either going to be Natty or Alexa. Probably Natty. Um... Is gonna cash on that night, cash on her that night, and beat her that night, and build, yeah, and and build to a major match at SummerSlam.
0: Alexa is so unnecessary.
1: No, I don't think it's gonna be Alexa. I don't.
0: She's been in the, she's been in the, she's literally been in the title pitcher since 2016.
1: Since she debuted, yeah. But the only reason I I acknowledge her as an opportunity is because they really might try to run with this Natalya face thing. I don't think they are, but they really might. I think Natty is, like everybody does. I think she's playing, just or I'm friendly, just because I'm trying to cozy up to Ronda. Um, and remember when she won, when she won her fatal four way match to get into the, to the, to the uh, uh, Money in the Bank to be qualified. You remember the promo she cut afterwards, where she was like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna win the Money in the Bank match, and you know why? Cause I'm friends with Ronda Rousey. What the what they got to do with anything?" So,
0: <laughs> it's, it's see foreshadowing. That, yeah, so, we can pretty much agree on the winner. Yeah. I, it'll be a, I'd love to see w- what type of reaction they get if they somehow decide to have, if, if Rob loses, it's got to be for a reason. And Absolutely. The got to come and smack upside the head with the briefcase, it's got to be deliberate, leading to something, because anything else is blasphemy. Then we got Carmella versus Asuka. This is another match where I can't really see. This is this is more so from a lack of any type of build that I can't really see who's going to win this. I'll just go off rip and say because she's only had it for a month, that they might just be building to her walking into the SummerSlam with the title. So I'm going to say Carmella.
1: You you listen to uh, the story of Adidon, right? The Pusha t this right? The part in there where he said I got three, I got three uh, hearses ready for you, for the funerals. Carmella's funeral is already ready. It's already prepared. I'm still gonna murder her in Chicago. It's gonna, it's not gonna be, it's gonna be bad. I really believe that, and I because I believe that they're looking at a, a double female main event. This is just my, this is no, I have not read anything. This is my my assumption. They're looking at a double main event. Of Oscar Charlotte running back, Oscar as a champ this time, and Ronda versus Natty. Both championship matches. So yeah, I see Oscar winning. That that would actually work pretty well. Yeah, plus you can't I, I you know, look, I'm 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 on team wins and losses don't matter. I believe that. But you can't let Oscar go two and a half years undefeated and lose to Charlotte, which was fine to me. The tag match didn't matter because she didn't get pinned. I remember we were it's talking like, about
0: this when we did our WrestleMania 34 review. I was yeah. like, it, it's fine in the moment, but it, it all depends on what they do next. And then Carmella yeah.
1: wins. So, so I, like, I, if she loses to I, Carmella, do. dog, oh, my God. The internet is going to destroy this company. Yeah. Hey,
0: somebody going to, yeah. These wrestling fans going to start
1: buying stock. And that's, and that's how they're going to start messing with the company. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> hey, why are you joking? I don't know why they had not done that yet.
0: <laughs> they gonna be, be a room full of, full of people just looking at WWE like. So we're going So next one, we're deciding to.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Can you What's imagine more the state? <laughs> the state? Sta- can you imagine the stockholders meeting with all IWC guys? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs>
0: they first first thing out Mystic Man's mouth. Okay, what, well, ladies gentlemen? No, you leave. <laughs> Go, go go revive the XFL. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Oh man. That's funny. But yeah. Then we have uh AJ last championship match. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in the last man standing. Now, I don't think they're giving Shinsuke the title. because I've heard a rumor that he might just be on his way out, because I have no we have no idea how long his deal was for. Like he's been, I think Rich said that it wasn't really a, it wasn't a rumor I don't think he heard from anyway. just like a theory. more so Because okay. okay. he signed in 2016. He's been here for at least three years now. So maybe he just showed up here just, I mean, he might not be feeling what's going on in the main roster or whatever. So that's a possibility. I don't think it's that likely. But I definitely don't think they're going to give him the title anytime soon. And AJ Styles versus, I guess, Daniel Bryan a Samoa Joe, in this case, seems like a bigger match to build towards for SummerSlam. So I'm going to lean – I'm going to say AJ Styles wins this.
1: Um, I disagree with everything you just said. I think the entire point – I told you this earlier, and we might have been recording, we might not have been. But uh, I feel like the entire plan when they – so I get – I realize that the – assumption is that WWE does not long-term book and a lot of the times they don't probably most of the time they don't but I do feel like at least the tentative goal for AJ Styles versus Shinsuke was to start at Mania turn Shinsuke build it into Money in the Bank and finish it at Money in the Bank with some type of big-time match in front of the Chicago crowd and if you don't believe me i'm on a million podcasts go back and listen i've said it numerous times um so shinsuke has to win in my opinion for two reasons number one if he loses what the hell did you turn him for number one number two if he loses then what was the purpose of their entire feud um and that's just me but everything says and I, i realize that aj's back is against the wall and this that and the other And i get it and you know, a lot of the time, situations you like know, this. This comedy loves to have baby faces
0: overcome the odds.
1: Yes, yeah, then that's that's the WWE way. I get that, but um, AJ has had the title long for a very long time, um, by WWE standards, at least. He's had it since November, so I do feel like it's time for a change for something new, and you have a built-in baby face ready to challenge, in Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke. Now, I can understand you might want to might want to run Shinsuke versus AJ, not Shinsuke, AJ versus Brian, possibly. I can get that, but you ran it already, denied to WrestleMania. So it's it, it's not the, the interest is always there to see them wrestle, but the interest to see them lock up isn't that strong anymore.
0: Like with Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe, yeah, they had already had like 16 matches, and five of them were from earlier in January.
1: Right, so yeah, you know they're gonna have a good match, but the interest to see them lock up in the same. Um, but Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan have never wrestled, ever. Not outside WWE, not in WWE. So there's interest there, especially with maniacal Joker Shinsuke and whatever he's pulling. And then you could possibly to maybe Bryan beating him at SummerSlam, and missed cashing in on him. Oh. And then you and then you got your feud for the for the for the winter and the fall. So, <clears throat> but that's all fantasy booking. I feel like Shinsuke is gonna win simply because of the way the feud is gone. But I got Shinsuke. All right.
0: And now we head into the good question. Yes, sir. They're not gonna run Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal in the main event again. No. Okay. okay, I'm pretty no. sure they. They learned no. the lesson that one.
1: With the, well, okay, well, hold on. So I haven't had a chance to talk to you. There's there's a very clear reason why they ran into the main event, right? You know that, right? Yes, but you
0: you know, you could you could argue before the WWE isn't as clear about the Roman Reigns situation in previous years, but in the 2017 Royal Rumble where they actively booked this man to look like he was about to win, and they gave it to Randy Orton like almost out of nowhere. They know everything that's going on with this Roman Reigns situation. They know that people really, 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 really don't like him. So it would just seem like an odd decision to run with him in the main event when the entire problem people have with him is he's at, he's doing all these things. He's promoted as this as this humongous star all the time. Sure. Want to see less of this? Please just back off a little bit. Give him, give us some time. Have him do something else for a minute. Sure. Instead, you're he just, not wrong. And he went for main event, like the fourth WrestleMania main event, in a bad match. His mm-hmm. third straight mm-hmm. one at WrestleMania. The, the second, the first, the first, the second one wasn't really his fault with the amateur tank. No, no. there's only so much you could do.
1: Right. Um. But no, you're absolutely right. But number one, they don't really care. Clearly. I mean, and, I, to, and number they two, they don't really
0: care now. They got they got two billion dollars coming on the way.
1: Those they they still don't care because what they've been doing has shown that it's been working.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, and, and number two, you can't end a pay-per-view in a championship match that ends in a double dick kick. So there were mm-hmm. only two matches that could have ended that show.
0: I mean, they ended, a, they ended the battleground with the great Kali coming back. That's kind of like a dick kick. To you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, remember, everybody thought that Kali was back. I told y'all oh. he wasn't coming back. <laughs> yeah, that, but that, yeah. That
0: would have you know been the... Uh, If I saw. Go ahead. If I saw. If I I had to see that man another time, that would have been it. I'm
1: sorry, guys. SummerSlam is gone. I'll say this, though. That match will always have a a, a certain place in my heart because, God, those same brothers bumped their ass off that night.
0: That bump that Randy Orton gave one of them, like when they fall to the chair.
1: that's a damn bump. Yes. That's That's I'm telling you, man. So if nothing else. That match is all right with me just because those boys worked. They earned their money that night.
0: I mean, the, the, the worst match I think Jinder and Orton had was that first one. The worst match? That was really bad. It was just, yeah. It was bland. Yeah, it was bland. I actually liked their money in the bank match. we were like, yeah, that was fine.
1: I'd the get money in the bank match was fine, and then everything outside of the first cage, and once they got out of the ring, and the money at the Punjabi prison match was fine. It was good. It's just the stuff in the ring was terrible. But uh yeah, we got two money in the bank matches to go through, right?
0: Yep, so let's ladies first with this one. Uh we got a good question. You think they have they might run the main event with the women's ladder match?
1: I don't think so, only because of who possibly is gonna win the the men's. Right, okay.
0: So we got Ember Moon versus Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch versus Natalya, Lana, Naomi, and Sasha Banks, who was just recently added from this past episode of Monday Night Raw when she won the women's gauntlet. Yes. So there's a lot of talent in this match. And then there's Lana. And yeah, well, I used to think that Alexa Bliss was one of the lesser wrestlers and then Carmella showed up. (laughs) That. Man,
1: y'all call I'll, Alexa I'll, I'll bad
0: even give, I'll even give Alexa Bliss this her match at Wrestlemania was pretty good and she, she had impressive impressive uh, the, the twisted Bliss off of the pie was pretty, was pretty good to see at the Mason Chamber she's, call,
1: definitely, she's definitely made some improvements y'all call Alexa bad, Alexa's not bad she's average I realize that that's bad to the IWC but she's average she's very comfortably average I, I,
0: That's not I, bad. I guess. So with this one, pretty much everybody on this list, with exception to Ember Moon, is a former champion. Lana. Everyone who who should be wrestling.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Those are the seven people that matter. And look, man, for the record, no diss to Lana, because I respect her hustle. I respect Lana Gagne. She, she clearly wants want to do this. She, a, yeah she she cares too much to not end up being good at this and I I appreciate the tease of possible mr and mrs Rusev being called many of the bank winners that,
0: that would be nice if 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 she was just a she was just better but she's not and I feel the same way about this as I kind of you know I'm not even gonna bring that up Uh-oh. but uh
1: uh oh
0: <laughs> Like you are you you are you one of the you one of the you're underrated valet and a manager like you were one of the few that we had in the past few years Like you were excellent in that role And while you have decided to wrestle it's like I feel like you were better used as a manager so seeing you rest, wrestle is kind of jarring to me yeah. but this match there's nobody who needs this ex, re, re, realistically except for. Lana and Ember Moon, who haven't had experiences in these matches, I would say the people who need this the most from like any type of storyline would be Ember Moon because she's new. Uh, Becky Lynch because her she won she's only had one title reign. It's been years at this point. Uh, and Lana and Naomi, I guess I, I would I would even put Shasta Banks in there, but she won the title last year, so it doesn't really count.
1: If if you go by need, nobody needs this match more than Becky. Because Becky is fighting obscurity, right? From 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 a storyline perspective, Um, Becky is fight. Becky realizes that. Remember, she's she's gone through a bit of a losing streak herself. Um, Every big match she's in, she tends to lose, Um, and not only lose, but lose in the most heartbreaking way possible. She's always fingertips away, kind of Dean Ambrose, like you explained. Uh, the that year where he everything the was so
0: She is the Dean Ambrose of the women's division.
1: Yes, in in the best way possible. So, so she, yeah, well, sure, sure. And she needs it more than anybody. She ain't gonna win. <laughs> she she should win. I would say she would probably be the best winner. She ain't gonna win though. Um, but yeah, I I I would say she needs it the most. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah, pretty much, because everybody else, like Ember Moon, they gotta—I say they gotta give her a lot more time. She just got here. This is just more of a showcase, I think. Sure. Charlotte Flair, I mean, everybody knows you're pretty—you're you're all but guaranteed a, a main event or at the very least a high-profile match at WrestleMania 35. So you just gotta stack up wins, then in, in, in general, for the most part, put people over when you need to, but stack up some big wins and all that stuff, and you good. Alexa Bliss, you just she's just been in the title picture for two, for two three years straight. She needs to take a break. <laughs> I think uh, Natalia she had a short run at at last last year when she beat Naomi for the title. Uh, Lana has had no experience with the title, but she is not ready. Uh, Naomi, I would argue that she kind of needs the title to a degree. It would. It would be interesting to see her go from the, to winning the Women's Battle Royale and winning the Money in the Bank, because that would be like the, be the first time that one of these Battle Royales at WrestleMania actually leads to bigger and better opportunities on the main card. The only person I think who was ever really sustained anything specific, it would have to be, I guess, right. Baron Corbin. Well, he, he got tired he t- had a good year. He had a good year, but he never won anything until the tag team about Baron Corbin won, uh, but no, he. I guess you gotta go with Cesaro because he won his within a year. Cesaro, Baron Corbin took two years to win the United States Championship. But yeah, and Sasha Banks, who she's three steps away from being Bayley. No. I no. At the very least, she's in Becky Lynch territory now. No. She's getting close. You got to admit
1: that. No. I I no I don't because Sasha still Sasha still wins the majority of her matches.
0: I mean, but she's beating the same people every week.
1: There's only so many people. On the <laughs> Sasha is simply just Sasha's Finn Balor. And what I mean by that is everybody who watches to watches raw, everybody at home knows that Finn is one of the top stars on raw, but he continues to get caught in this log jam of bigger and more and bigger stars and stars need to be pushed more currently than him. Right. So you got Lesnar in front of him. And when Cena comes back, he's in front of him and Roman's in front of him. And then when Joe was there for a cup of coffee, he was in front of him. And then Rollins is in front of him. And Miz was in front of him. And all the Braun Strowman's in front of him. And we know Finn is still a top guy, you know, or one of the top guys, one of the top stars on Raw. He's just caught in a logjam, caught in a logjam. That's Sasha Banks right now.
0: Before I get to the winner of this match, I just want to talk about some stuff I'm looking forward to.
1: Okay.
0: Charlotte and Sasha Banks. They had a a fantastic feud overall on Monday Night Raw a few years back. So an interaction between those two would be nice to see. I know they're going to be trying to outdo each other. Who can do the craziest dive? Uh, All I'm going to say is Sasha, for the love of God, don't do the suicide dive outside the ring. Do something else.
1: She's going to do it. (laughs)
0: Please.
1: She's gonna do it. Oh, she's gonna oh, do it. You know, it. You,
0: that's not gonna. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I guess Alexa, and, Alexa and uh, Becky would that be interesting uh, face off too? Especially since Alexa's basically Becky was Alexa's stepping point. She was a stepping stone to her getting all these championship wins. As far as the winner goes. It has to be Natalya at this point.
1: Yeah. And, and, cause she totally gotta, agree. Cause
0: you could go on the storyline. Like, she got a taste of a championship for first time of year's last year. She's, she's ready to get that again. It would to be that or Becky Lynch, but as we all know, that's not happening. So, Natalya.
1: Yeah. The only person I can see winning is Becky.
0: And then we have the men's Money in the Bank Ladder match. With Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and one of the members of the New Day, who they have yet to identify, it's Biggie, probably. Yeah, like this is it seem like it's a lot of unlike previous ladder matches where it's a bunch of high flyers and stuff. This is a lot of like big dudes and strong men.
1: So I'm well, yeah, I like the fact that it's a well. Well, now that you're saying that, it might make it, Kofi. But I I, I like the uh, diversity in, the, in this match. Because Money in the Bank ladder matches, you tend, while they're always different, they tend to have a formula. And with so many big people, they might not do so many high-flying spots and just do more ladder spots, which could make this way different than other Money in the Bank ladder matches. All I'm
0: going to say is if Braun Strowman don't break... Break a ladder, but breaks put somebody through a ladder and break it. I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Samoa Joe too. You, I don't, I don't recall any ladder matches with him from TNA or anything. I should probably go look that up. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, I've seen, I've seen our way to Ladder War with uh, Sami Zayn as El Generico. He might not be able to do all of that, but you, 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 go, you better do some of it. <laughs> So this could be a this I expect this to be more of a car crash, yeah. Kind of like the 2010 Money in the Bank ladder match for the world championship. It just needs to be more physical because the only person who's going to do any type of diving I see is uh, Finn Balor and maybe Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe do the the one dives they do like the I think Kevin Owens does what's does he do the frog splash or something and Samoa Joe might do his suicide dive but.
1: Well, and that's assuming Kofi or Xavier isn't the guy from New Day. Because if they're in it, they're going to fly too. If
0: I'm going to need Xavier to do a variation on his springboard, tightrope, elbow. Yeah. That that thing is, like, amazing. But yes. as far as who needs this, this is, this has been
1: one of them years where I, you can say pretty much everybody. Well, March. well, well me, the, the one person who doesn't need it, consequently, is Miz. Miz don't need it. Because Miz has shown he's gonna make himself relevant regardless. Um, Braun Strowman, he's uh,
0: he's been going back and forth between reaching the main event and it's always slipping out of his fingers. So this will just be one way to make sure he gets whatever he wants. Finn Balor, kind of the same story. He he hasn't even had the obligatory match with Brock Lesnar that people were he was rumored to have. So that'll be a way way of getting what he wants. Getting the getting the rematch for the universal championship for the first time ever. <laughs> the, the Rusev, he talk about a guy who wants to graduate from the mid You He would need something like this. Bobby Roode, yeah, pass, no. pass, pass, exactly. Kevin Owens, you were you were universal champion like two years ago. Maybe if they want to go over the storyline, if he needs to get back in the title picture, I suppose. But he's kind of fine in the mid right now with Sami Zayn. And him and Sammy as a tag team for a little bit longer until they finally turn on each other. I think that's more of the direction they want to go with that. Big E, this is a this will probably be, or whoever is in this will be another showing out party. Especially so if it's Big E. And then there's Samoa Joe. And I honestly think that Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman are once again the two men who are more likely to win this match. And neither one is a bad choice by any means. But if I had to lean towards one person like they kept Braun, they 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 have. I, I want to think they've been doing all this stuff with Braun Strowman for a reason. And all of this, like put taking him and keeping him balanced at this level, have to be for a reason. So I'm going to take a leap of faith here and say that Braun Strowman's going to win this.
1: Wow. So so Braun Strowman is probably the biggest star in the match, and that's a shock because I feel like Braun is a misnomer. You know. um so i'm so i i'm i'm stuck between two people i'm stuck between finn balor and miss i say I, my thought is possibly finn balor on the raw side for what you just said and what what i said before that finn is stuck in a log jam so the only way he's going he realizes he's going to get to that level is if he has to get a title shot right now was if he has that briefcase and that's assuming brock lesnar shows up to work um, but it's Miz. I think it's Miz because number one, it's some real WWE shit for the one person who doesn't need it to get it. That's WWE all day long. But number two, uh the opportunistic nature of him and the possibility of him possibly cashing in on Brian and stealing Brian's moment. Um, and I realize that, that you know, he wouldn't know that winning going into the match, but uh, yeah, I just feel like that's it, – it'll suit Miz better than anybody.
0: So you go so going
1: officially with the Miz or Finn Balor? Officially Miz, man. Miz and Natalya are my picks.
0: All right, and Braun and Natalya for me. So as far as the paper view go, before we get out of here, we got Bobby Lashley beating Sami Zayn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I – before we do this, I guess we have to just pick somebody for the Roman-Ginder Mall match. I have no idea, so excuse me while I find the quarter. <laughs> heads is heads is gonna be Roman Reigns. Tails is gonna be Jinder Mahal. He's uh, really flipping the coin, y'all. Like I'm watching him. If it's heads, I I, I got Jinder. You got Roman. If it's tails, okay. I got Roman. You got Jinder.
1: I work with that. Okay. Uh, God damn it. That's <laughs>
0: tells, So, if I remember correctly, I think that means I got Roman, you got Gender.
1: That works for me. That's hilarious. That's where we had to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have I have no idea what's going on. That and that's kind of a good thing. I just
1: <laughs> yes, no, actually, it is a good thing. Yes, it's it's good to go into a match not having any idea. It's 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 refreshing for once. It really is. But
0: like, couldn't it be with somebody I like more, a little bit more <laughs> than <the> Gender? <laughs> So, officially, we got Bobby Lashley unanimously beating Sami Zayn. Yes. I got Roman on the match. You got Jinder for their match. Both of us agree that Natalya is going to win the Women's Money in the Bank. Ronda Rousey is heading out with that title. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Carmella's going to retain, saying Asuka's going to win. Yes. I'm saying AJ Styles is going to retain, saying Shinsuke's going to win. I have Braun Strowman for the Men's Money in the Bank. You got The Miz. And for the two matches that they're more likely, more than likely going to add, especially since it's going to be a four-hour show, yeah. Uh, I got Daniel Bryan. No, I'm sorry. I got Big Cass beating Daniel Bryan, saying Daniel Bryan's going to get that win again. Yeah. And I'm thinking Elias is going to take the title, setting up something for Seth Rollins later on down the line. You're saying Seth Rollins is going to retain.
1: And real one more match that we missed: uh, Bludgeon Brothers and the Good Brothers. Who you got? Uh, I I'd prob-
0: I I'd probably say the bl- the brothers and brothers off Rip. Yeah,
1: I agree. So it wasn't much talk about that match because there's no build yet. I mean,
0: if AJ and was still with them and he they- interfered or something, maybe something could happen, but just off the strength of Carl Anderson, and Lou Gallows by themselves right now,
1: nah. Yeah, not yet. But they might have a rematch at Extreme Rules where you could actually build to something interesting with them. But yeah, not yet. And then um, there will be one more match made this Monday when uh, whoever wins the Raw uh, uh, Battle Royal for the tag teams will fight uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. But that's not really relevant yet because it hasn't happened yet, plus, let, uh, plus Bray and Matt are probably going to win anyway. But, yeah, that's the card, man.
0: All so
1: right. uh, probably 11 matches on the card. That's... Well, that's a hell of a card.
0: Um, overall, my thoughts on the show: if all things go well, this should at least this should be a good show. I'm not expecting it to be great, but at the very least, it should be really good. If things go bad, then we could be looking at the biggest fuck up since Backlash, and I'm hoping it's nowhere near that. Because it will it, it, take at least three matches on this show to make it that bad, and one of them is the Ronda Nia Jacks match,
1: Roman Gender. Yep. And AJ Shinsuke. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they got. Yeah. And, and I'd argue those have those those might be the three best matches on the card.
0: I I, 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 I hope so, because. Roman Roman can have great matches with people at random. He got yeah. a great match out of Braun Strowman, and you haven't really seen him have great matches with anybody else aside from
1: Finn Balor, I believe. By the way, for the record, I know you don't like the guy and I respect it. I get why. But you can you even acknowledge that gender has been better since it's been around? In the ring?
0: Aside from uh his blunder at Backlash. Was that greatest Backlash or the Greatest World Rumble? That,
1: that We don't speak of that match. <laughs> we don't that, speak of that. that dude, dude bump, that, that is horrible. That bump to air. <laughs> but, yes. The wind. But, yeah, man. I, mm. uh But, no, yeah. But so
0: far, yeah. I especially like that match, that One of that matches kind of bewildering to me because he had a great match with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. On like on the Superstar Shaking episode, I'm like that was pretty good. I'm thinking the rematch is gonna be good, and then Whisper in the Wind for real, <laughs> <laughs> Get in with the airbending maneuver. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the card. and That's the whole show. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at SGC Speaks, Instagram SGC Central. Catch me on SportsKey, I just did an article on Monday Night Raw. They hit their lowest rating in since the, since uh, 2016, and I'm not going to give too much away from that. But just know that this week's episode of Raw had to compete against the NBA Conference Finals. The episode from last from two years ago had to compete against Monday Night Football and the first presidential election the uh, presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and current President Trump. So that's a that's lot. A to,
1: bit of a difference, yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: that, that says a lot about what people are thinking about the show. Or, and, and and keep let's keep in mind it is also Memorial Day, but at the same time.
1: Yes, it's Memorial I
0: believe, Day. I believe last year's episode of Raw was up against the, was up against the conference finals and all that stuff too, and that that got like a two point six.
1: I'm gonna what check my facts. Huh? What did this one get? Uh,
0: two, a two point four nine five.
1: Okay. Okay. And I mean, we all knew. And another thing we're not giving credit to is it was game one in the Stanley Cup Finals. finals. And Vegas, this is their first year, they've they've gotten a lot of steam, a lot of people care. Uh, So, they may not have got a great rating, but, you know, that's another thing. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, while it definitely, there's definitely reasons why people didn't watch, but it's not as many reasons as other years or other situations. So, yeah.
0: And you can also catch me on Anchor I'm doing we do random podcasts. Now, one of these days, me, you, and Rich are going to talk about these Marvel movies. We wanted to do it for the Infinity War stuff, but since the Ant Man and the Wasp is right around the corner, I figured we'd just wait for that, It'd be 20 years of Marvel movies, talk about everything that's happened. So we'll get back to you on that. And
1: I'm here for it. Tell you where they
0: can find you and all that.
1: You can follow me at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as in Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Uh, holler at your boy on the chair shot. I usually write a column every Monday, Tuesday. Um, I didn't get one this week, so you'll see it next week. Um, so yeah, holler me on that. I got a morning show every morning, uh, World Class Daily uh, with Jordan Fox. You can follow that at uh, at World Class Daily. And you can follow him at Fox the Podcast. And, of course, my show on Social Suplex Podcast Network, The Outsider's Edge with my boy Carl. You can follow us at Outsider's Edge SS. And don't forget to follow uh, the website and and the entire podcast network at Social Suplex. All right.
0: On that note,
1: peace out.